Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Back here on Busted Open, I'm here with the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. And Cody, um, if you listen to Busted Open for more than five minutes, I think you realize what a big fan I am of yours, what a big fan I am of your journey what a big fan I am of the story that's being told, the character, the personality, pretty much everything. And I feel like I've been kind of on board on this entire story almost since day one. Mm. And it's been one hell of a story. Obviously, we're going to watch a movie about it tonight, which I'm very, very excited about. How do you feel about it? And did you picture it coming out this way? Well, you, you mentioned being on board uh, from the beginning. And... Um if you really think about it, you you oh you you were, you know, I uh, I don't know if I want to. You were, and and if we look back at like what happened when when I asked when I needed help to spread the message of I'm going to do this, I'm going to go here, I'm going to do this, and then everything with all in and, and Starcast and, and just uh, you you really were busted open was uh, as well, and just just that's a. Uh, it's really nice that you're here. No, it's really, I, it's really genuinely nice that you're here because I was pretty. I think you know I'm fairly petty, fairly superficial, and uh, got a big ego. All those things, sure, all real. So when it came to who's coming to this, it's like a wedding. We're not. We're not. We're not bringing anyone who who was a doubter. Not that we dislike them. No means. Hey, jump on board now. But I wanted to have the people in the room who saw this happen in real time. It's still happening in real time. So I am glad you are here. I know I, I have said some negative things about you on the air to you. I don't, I don't take them back. No, I, I, don't th- I wouldn't I, want you I to. I stand by the things. I, I think it's more on a personal level than yeah. a business level because some of my taste and your taste differ. Um, they don't really. It's not a matter of taste differing. It's a matter of nerds inherited the earth. I think we can agree. Yes. The, 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 I guess the nerds isn't even a term anymore, but, but, but they inherited the earth. So the old thing you're doing, this old bit of you dislike Star Wars is just jarring more than anything. It's just jarring. And also Star Wars is, is old now. I think it's a good time for you to just let it in. Let it into your life. And to, like we went back on the record with Police Academy and Star Wars talking about that. I'm sure Police Academy was funny. Hilarious. I'm sure, I'm sure Police Academy was funny. The I moral am. compass of yeah. Mahoney and the whole story uh, of Steve that. Steve Gutenberg, yeah, all Steve, that. Amazing actor. I'm, I'm sure it was absolutely top-notch, you know? And so was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. 
Uh, so so was a lot of movies. That, but but there there is no comparison to Star Wars. No comparison. And then earlier, I tried to pay pay you a big compliment in the preamble <laughs> about how you've got an Anson Mount like hairdo, like an NWO Anson Mount. That's a very handsome guy, and you're acting as if you don't know that he's the captain on the bridge, um, you know, for Strange New Worlds. But again, it's this is okay. This is a question for you, okay? Because this might inform me as to why you've made these choices. Were you a big athlete in school? No, not at all. Like a bully, like a jock. No, it, it, my brother. <laughs> yeah. Award-winning athletes, scholarships, I was completely the opposite. My brother was out playing while I was inside watching. It's so strange how you've developed some of the... Maybe it's about you're around some bad influences. Bully Ray. I don't want to say bully, but maybe bully is the bad influence. Mark, yeah, Mark, you're around Mark a little, right? I am. Thunder. Yep. Who's your crew now? Who's your crew? We got Mickey James and Tommy Dreamer. Oh, I love Tommy, Mickey. Great peoples. Great peoples. Tommy is one that I'll look at tonight and go, ah, I should write him a note. Uh, Joe Coff's another one. I should write him a note. Because they, they cover a lot, but they can't cover it all. And you know, it's not talked about how Tommy Dreamer took an email from me and said, yeah, come to practice at Deep South and we'll talk. And, and then uh, explain to me why I was going to get paid the lowest amount you could possibly be paid in the company because he didn't want to show any favoritism, but he was naturally showing favoritism by just giving me the job in the first place. Uh, yeah, Tommy's a huge part of my, my journey uh, and walking me out to the ring at all. And I don't, I don't credit Tommy enough, Al Snow enough, Joe Coff enough, Danny Davis enough. Uh, they're huge parts of what I did. Massive, massive, massive parts. So I can't thank them enough. I was talking about this before you came back here to do the interview. And I said that in your career, you've taken a lot of chances, a lot of left turns. Um, but it's worked out. Like, it's one thing to take a chance. It's another thing to see it through. And you've seen it through. And then you're back and bigger than ever. Listen, I went out to Raw last night, and I heard that reaction of the crowd, which, you know what it made me want to do? It made me go out and buy Georgia's own Cody Rhodes T-shirt, uh, you know, in the arena. Like, Nobody was more upset out in Los Angeles at WrestleMania 39 than I was. Mm. I actually went on one of my epic rants the next morning on Busted Open after watching that match. And uh, my mother-in-law was pretty pissed. I found out later Jill Jill Reed, my mother-in-law who I love, Brandy's mom. Uh she was kind of she was she was she she was making some statements up in the box, making some statements, some loud statements. She was pretty fired up. So it was a, the whole place. It was, it's a, I just was talking about it, and I'm sure I'll talk about it more today, but that was a, I don't know how you describe that moment. The air out of the building. Yes. Color left my skin. Like, just like, just a ghostly moment uh, that, that lives an, until now. And we were, we were lucky. You mentioned Atlanta. We have been so lucky that somehow, some way, they're more excited about me, even though I dropped the ball in front of them. And uh, gosh, that's that's like the biggest responsibility ever. Don't want to take that for granted. Well, I'll use an example of somebody who dominated Atlanta forty years ago, Tommy Wildfire Rich. Tommy, ooh, one of the reasons why Tommy Wildfire 
Tommy Wildfire Rich became such a big baby face was he would go out there and he would lose. Then he would go out there again and lose and lose and lose. And what happened? The crowds got bigger and bigger because they wanted to see Tommy Rich win. And when that moment happened, it was explosive. Yeah. And I feel like this story is being told I here. I don't like that. I don't like that path. I don't want to lose as much as you said lose. What my gosh, Tommy lost that much. He did to get to Harley Race, Tommy Wild. Oh, it's it, just to even beat an Abdul the Butcher. Well, Abby, though, yes, it's a, n- a whole nother. But, whole but Cody, thing. look what you're going through now. You mentioned it in the promo. Yeah, hard times. Obviously, those two words in in the family lineage is so heavy. Mm. And you mentioned it because you are going through those times. I think, you know, I. I it's not the – I'm just reminded on a daily basis at how wonderful our fans are and how, how much they're jumping into this to the point where even last night it being a sour moment because you had this great moment in Atlanta, at State Farm Arena sold out. I can't remember the last time State Farm Arena sold out for anything. And to have that and, and to have a true hometown – some wrestlers have a true hometown. I, I don't know if I've ever felt the hometown love like I did there and then Savannah. Uh, I have, like, little little hometowns around. Um, but And then Brock to come in and ruin the party, whatever, hard times, however you would uh, you would look at it, adversity, struggle, all these things that people have kind of tried to put a word on and cover it. I still i am not in a bad mood. I'm still – I'm not uh, – I'm not disappointed. I think maybe it stems from WrestleMania. If you, I didn't get it done at WrestleMania. Uh, you can either collapse into yourself like a Jan Levinson dying star, collapse into yourself completely, or, or you can move forward. And uh, we, we are trying very hard to move forward. And I, I use the, the two words, get back. And I think everyone knows what I mean. I don't, I don't want to press send on anything further than get back. And uh, that's the plan. You're, you're chasing that moment. Yeah. And I think as a fan, I'm chasing that moment as well. Can that moment be equaled? Can that moment be bigger? We'll find out. Well, are you, are you, are you kind of like putting your eggs in one basket? Or are, you now, are you now starting to think like, all right, I'm going to put, I'm going to, this guy could be the guy. Do you have other guys you're believing in? No, no, no. Um, it's just me. Huh? It's you. I have all my <laughs> eggs in one basket. All no, right. I'm, be, I'm being honest here. I look at you and I don't just look at, a WrestleMania main event. I don't just look at one event. I look at the face of the WWE. When I see Crazy. Cody Rhodes, I look at somebody that mm. people are going to tune in every Monday night to watch. They're going to buy a ticket to the arena, buy the T-shirt as well, and follow the journey. How do I know this is true? Look at the business that's being done by the WWE right now. You just Wild. said State Farm sold out. That's, that's not an anomaly. It's selling out everywhere. It's, it's selling out everywhere, and it's the biggest thing when you're a, a wrestler and you look at a show that's sold out. I think if you're a performer and you look at a show that's sold out, sometimes you know it, it's not going to be as good next time. Sometimes you know, like, yeah, this might have been a moment in time. This was, You know, but the goal is always, no, let's leave them enough. Let's give them enough, but also maybe we hold back a bit here. Let's, let's balance our efforts out so that it continues what I like now about what's happening, because you mentioned the business, and uh, we can officially say this is the most successful time in the history of the industry. This includes the golden late 80s, mid 80s, 
and it includes the Attitude Era. And I'm, I'm not saying that from an opinion standpoint. Keep, keep your love wherever you want it. I'm just saying from a bottom line standpoint, from a financial standpoint, from tickets, from the transaction. That is wonderful. It's even bolstered and more wonderful by the fact that we have Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins. Uh, you have Road Dogg who's putting together the live event cards, Triple H, Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn. You have all these people... Bruce Pritchard, Michael Hayes. I could go on and on and on and on and on. Jey Uso. You have all these people who I want to make sure we keep it going. I want to make sure there's an honest and genuine transaction with us and our fans, and we keep it going. And that's because everyone's matured. Everyone's to the point. We're not kids anymore. We, I went out and ran a business on my own. Like I, we, yep. we, know, we know more than we've, you know, we're very lucky to have learned and been educated by it. But that's why I think it's heading it's going to continue down that road and that would just be the greatest feeling ever for me as someone who grew up watching this who loved it when no one else loved it who loved it when people were all over it the idea that a show like yours will will continue to thrive and be some a place a resource for people to look look at uh that this will do big business on peacock even though there's probably somebody at peacock wrestling <laughs> yeah what right that's fine with me what I, that's why I wear a suit everywhere. I want to subvert your expectations on what, what you think you get when you see a wrestler. I'm not saying, let me tell you something, brother. I'm not, not in a tank top and a bandana. Maybe one day it might happen. Maybe the next bit for me. But I want them to know this is a business, and it's, a, it's booming. And, uh, yeah, just, we're just very lucky. I don't know why I went on this rant. No, but, but you reminded me of something that came out of your mouth, and it's one of the greatest promos and I don't think it's talked about enough. And that is the promo that you had just before the first double or nothing. When uh, you talked about your brother, but more importantly, you were talking about this new era of pro wrestling. Oh, the attitude era thing. Compared to the attitude era. Yeah, straight and, straight to camera. Steve Yu filmed it. And I remember people thinking there was a prompter. And, nah, we just had a good one that day. We had a good straight to camera. I know exactly what you're talking about. But in that promo, you talked about how the attitude era is what everybody talks about. That's what everybody goes oh, yeah, back to. Great. And this era right now that you're talking about with the WWE, you really did put the attitude era out of its misery. Yes, it's great to look back. It's great to look back. But now you talk about the business. It all comes down to dollars, right? That I just mean it from a, a, a dollar standpoint. I love... Of course, we I all love, do. I love every generation of wrestling, but it's the greatest feeling ever. I think it stems a lot from, you know, I'm, I'm not as easy to get to anymore, but I used to be very gotten to, easily gotten to. And, and it stems a lot from certain luminary figures just continuously telling this generation, this is how you're supposed to do it. I can't believe this is how you're supposed to do it. And it's opinions and all that. But for us to be able to say, hey, you might be right, and that might have worked then, but technically, this is what's working now. That's just a good. It's assuring. It makes you. It makes you not want to doubt yourself because a lot of these luminary figures, they did do it. They did feel it. But that's the reason why I liked Arn Anderson so much, and why Arn was such a big part of my life and career. And again, doesn't get enough credit for it. But he rode with it. He he watched me do some silly stuff, but he he realized oh, maybe it's not as silly as I thought. Maybe we put a little of this in. There was this balance. There was this, he wasn't setting up a firewall to say, no, it can never be what it was. He saw that it could be something, what we have today, and I, I love that. I appreciate anyone from that generation who can look at it and have the insight to know, no, it's growing. It's all the greatest, all the greatest. I've been thinking about this guy all, a lot lately, Eddie Graham. I never met Eddie. 
I had a dream about Eddie the other night. I never met him. I had this dream that my dad introduced me to Eddie as I was coming into the territory as a baby face. And Eddie was talking to me. And uh, it was just a wonderful dream. I didn't want to get up from it. But Eddie Graham, Vince McMahon Sr., uh, all of them, uh, Bill Watts, all of them, uh, the Von Erics, like they, if you'd ask them today, what do they think? If you'd brought them to Monday Night Raw, if you'd take them to WrestleMania, they'd love it. I don't want to put words in their mouth and you can't do that. I can't make that guarantee. I can pretty close to say they'd love it. They'd love to see like the interaction that takes place between a fan and a talent, a wrestler, a superstar. They'd love it. And that's just, uh, you know, I, I think people forget that. There, there's no right way. There's no, you know, there's ton. There's not one single right way. There's tons of different paths to get to the cheese, and tons of different paths to to engage with fans. And we're just we're hitting that. It's funny you mentioned Eddie Graham. Your father's first NWA title victory was in Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. His second uh, against Harley Race was here in Atlanta. And I'm a Jersey guy, uh, but I grew up watching Georgia Championship Wrestling. That was always my favorite. Um, there's history here, man. Like when we got off the plane and watching wrestling in Atlanta, to me, I, I, I get goosebumps just thinking about it because it's such a rich history yeah. here. And I'm sure Raw Monday night for you, sold out crowds, feel that. Like it's got to give you some self of like just excitement, goosebumps yeah. thinking about it. Well, I lost my train of thought when I was out there completely, you know, completely if there was a writer who was helping me with what i was going to say he was lost too because it did overwhelm me it was the first time my hometown was really my hometown you know philadelphia has been a town that kind of adopted me Mm -hmm. uh dallas uh, kind of took me in there's these random places like paris these random places that and this was long ago this was before the big american nightmare element of these places that took me in in atlanta see it sold out and feel it in the history and to respect that history you know the building getting to state farm arena which was phillips and of course which was the omni there's it's the same to get to the backstage it's a cross street i don't want to say because then everyone will know (laughs) there's a specific cross street before you get to the cnn center but you go over the tracks you go over the train tracks and uh, i asked my sister uh, i said did you make it she goes yeah over the tracks and i i remembered like ah we did that so much as kids, we'd go over the tracks and the gate would be right there and the fans would be there and sting and dusty and everything. I look at Atlanta and I know, I know the place I grew up in and I'm hard on Atlanta. I am. I'm hard because we have some quirks for sure. But I look at any time we have a show here, State Farm, Gwinnett, Savannah, we're in Georgia as an opportunity to, to remind people how good it can be in Georgia how good it can be because you know when when wcw lost or got bought however we word it georgia lost yep part of that was the home base georgia lost i mean i lived here all these people live here because of we had come here for wcw so i I always like to remind them you you didn't you didn't lose or at least you're not losing now uh in a sense you know i'd i'd done some silly stuff in georgia jumped off the cage set myself on fire you know, uh, all this stuff. It's always in the efforts of I want to make sure they have the best best possible show they can get. Uh, last question, because I know this is a busy evening for you, and I, I'm, again, honored to be a part of this great night. Um, 
you know when you say stuff, it's like you can't tell if he's sincere or not. And well, I think he is. I'm it being 100% sincere. sincere. I, I think he is. Yeah. I am being sincere. I, I, because I'm seriously, I've been following your career since day one. I've been yeah. a supporter. Came of your to career. a cigar party I threw one time. Excellent. Excellent. That's kind of where you draw the line, though. You know, like. You can't let the you can't let the fan like you know what I'm saying like that's where Dave got I feel like he drew that's where we draw the line right No I don't yeah yeah I feel like yeah because I remember you were just you were were you on good behavior at that party A hundred percent wait wait a second here now I recall I don't want you to think I was a very good I was hanging you were begging MJF for a picture That is not true MJF was was begging me for a picture He's a big fan of busted open and I was hanging out with Kerry Silken There's not a nicer gentleman on Kerry Yes. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I right. was, maybe I remembered it wrong. Yeah, I think you did. Okay. Um, but the story that's being told, and when I mean the story of since day one, it almost feels like this is the way it was planned for you. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, was it? But so I'm not, you know, I, I'm not somebody who really, like, believes in, in destiny. Mm-hmm. But we've got this really odd case for a destiny story, a story of destiny. And, you know, when I was doing the exorcism of Cody Rhodes on BTE, I definitely wasn't thinking WrestleMania 39, SoFi, you know, the biggest and most profitable WrestleMania of all time against, I wasn't thinking that. I was, I was thinking of building my brand, which would help whatever brand I was in. And I was everywhere at the time. So maybe that could be a thing, but the more I, I've gotten used to being back at WWE, the more it, I've settled in, the more I've realized this is a really, it's, it can't be a coincidence, right? There's got to be somebody out there, some, some ultimate booker who's pulling the strings, who's not, you know, not Vince, not Hunter, not Dusty, not any of these bookers. There's somebody who's ultimately pulling it because it's just really put me in a position to be incredibly lucky to have people who want to see um, I, I try not to say this as much because it's a meme, uh, and I didn't want it to be. But a lot of people want to see the story finished, and uh, that's the greatest honor of all. Like to have them, uh, you know, to, to have them on board, and even after having dropped the ball once, you uh, you got it. You got to just look at that and not take it for granted. Well, congratulations on everything. Again, the story is not finished Thanks, yet, baby. and uh, appreciate, honored to be here again in this beautiful city of Atlanta, where there's so much history in pro wrestling uh thank you and uh oh. can't wait to watch this movie tonight can't wait to see me on the big screen i mean that is he's in that it. is gonna be something he's actually in it there was a whole conversation about is it too much <laughs> is it too much Dave? uh but he's he's in it you provide some you provide some unique sound bites but i will, I'm gonna, I will say this okay if you're one of those who's sitting there counting the amount of times you're in it i honestly don't know it may just be one interview that's got a big impact because i thought miz was in it like a hundred times and then I watched it again. He's just in it once now. And I thought, uh-oh. I told him he's all over this doc. Hopefully he's not like me. I'd just be counting, like, how many times I was in it. Like, at the old Hall of Fame when my dad was still alive and he'd be in the crowd, he literally used to tap me with his foot every time somebody mentioned him or he thought he was about to be mentioned. He just tapped me with his foot. And he had a pretty running tally because, like, everybody <laughs> had some involvement with yeah. him, you know? So if you're looking at it that way, I hope you're not disappointed. I hope I hope your rep- representation in the doc is good. You know what? Just we to, wanted bully. We just 
Bullies are expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe expensive. if you filmed it in his backyard, maybe he would show up. Wow. Um, but Dang. again, thank you. And not thank just you. when I say thank you, I'm not just talking about what we're doing here today and tonight. Thank you for what you've done for this business. Thank you thank for you. how you represent this business. Thank you for doing it on your own terms, not changing, being yourself while doing it. That's a great accomplishment because not everybody could say that. You could say that. So congratulations. Uh, thank you very, very much. Frankie style, my way, you know. That's right. Thank you. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at Fidelity.com slash Active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While Active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.